Welcome to the Daily Standard Podcast. I'm Eric Felton. I'm joined by Tony Messia, who's been covering tax reform and tax cutting for the Weekly Standard. Tony, how are you? I'm doing great, Eric. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. Thank you. So, uh, somewhat improbably, perhaps, the uh, Senate did manage to pass a Senate version of tax reform, tax cuts. When did they do it? What happened? Sure. Well, they, you know, they were meeting uh, all last week, uh, that hammering out some of the last-minute details, and you know, they had some holdouts on the Republican side. Recall that they have 52 Republicans in the Senate, and that they're hoping to pass this, you know, with at least 50 votes. They don't need the 60; they need the 50. So they spent the week trying to trying to get the last few Republican senators on board by carving. Uh, Carving a few things out, trying to satisfy um, different concerns on the uh, related to, for example, the taxation of small businesses, um, things of that nature. So uh, Friday evening, going into early Saturday morning, they they voted. Uh, you had 51 uh, senators, all Republicans, voted in favor. All the Democrats opposed. Then you also had uh, one Republican senator, uh, Corker, um, who also sided with the. Um, with the Democrats, he has some concerns about you know, what this is going to do to the deficit. So about, I think it was about 1.30 in the morning, on Saturday morning, they passed it. And now it'll, um, it'll go to a, a conference committee where um, the House will appoint uh, some representatives, the, senator, the, the Senate will appoint some senators. They'll, they'll reconcile the two versions of the bill well, and how try big, and get something that both can pass. How, how big a challenge is that reconciliation going to be? I don't think it's going to be that bad. The, you know, the contours of the uh, of each uh, of the of the tax bills in each uh, chamber are are mostly the same. I mean, there are obviously some details, um, you know, related to things such as the number of brackets. I think in the House you had four, in the Senate you had seven. There's some differences on on taxing uh, pass-through businesses, or small businesses. Um, there's, you know, the Senate has um, they had uh, wanted to repeal the Obamacare individual mandate, but so there are differences. But overall, I mean, these these tax bills are kind of they're sort of rowing in the same direction uh, already, in the sense that they accomplish a lot of the same things. There there are some details to be ironed out. But, you know, I think the thinking is it's not going to be um, as much of a challenge as if you had two completely different bills. Once there's a final bill, what are the risks that uh, one or another of the GOP members who had in the Senate who voted for the bill over the weekend um, peel off and decide that, no, they just can't support the final version? I mean, that's always a risk. Uh, I mean, I would think that they would be pretty attuned to that risk, knowing how close that margin is in the Senate and would want to make sure ahead of time that they have those sort of locked down. Um, You know, it's a risk, but I I think that, um, you know, you're going to see them sort of paying uh, paying attention to that as they go forward and put something, try and put something together that can pass, you know, both the House uh, and the Senate. I mean, as I said, there are some differences. They got to work through those, but you know, do it in a way that doesn't uh, alienate, uh, you know, certainly any Republicans in the Senate and, or say, a block of um, conservatives, for example, in the House. There isn't exactly a, an overwhelming sense of popularity for the for the bill, though. Um, public opinion polls taken in the last few days show Republicans like it. Democrats don't like it, and mm-hmm. and um, independents don't like it. So you're getting two-thirds not liking it. 
Yeah, you know, I, I think that um, if, if a lot of us are sort of confused about what's in this bill, in the House version versus the Senate version, I'm guessing that if you go and poll people, hey, what do you think of the Republican tax plan moving through Congress, that a lot of people are going to maybe seize on the word Republican and say, well, that, you know, negative if, if brand I'm a Democrat, equity is me, that I is. Say, I don't like the Republican tax plan, not necessarily knowing what it is. But, I, you know, there is there is also a disconnect. It's really interesting if you, when you looking at some of the polls, when they ask, you know, do you expect that you will get a tax cut from this um, from this plan? Most people say no. They say they don't expect to get a tax cut. But then when you look at the actual uh, estimates that uh, the, the Congress has put together, the, the nonpartisan Joint Committee on Taxation has put together, it, I mean, it indicates that most people across all the income levels should get a tax cut and only something like 7 or 8% should see a tax increase. So there is this disconnect between what people are anticipating that this bill, uh, that this tax bill will do versus what it actually is estimated to do. So that's, that's you know, it sounds like a messaging a lot of it is a message. I mean, a messaging issue. I think um, on the Republican part, and a trust issue. And have Republicans, in their efforts to uh, deal with all of the procedural hurdles and and corral the herd of cats that is the Senate, um, in dealing with all of that, have they neglected doing the sales job that they need to do to the public at large? Well, you know, that's always. The concern, you know, they're out there on the, the Sunday shows, they're blasting out emails. I mean, I think they would probably say, well, there's, you know, we have to work through the filter of the, the liberal uh, mainstream media that's against this. Um, I think that's that's an element of it. You know, the other element, of, you know, it's not really an artful process, you know, um, where, you know, people feel good about the process, you know, that, that, that there was a lot of engagement and hearing there's, there wasn't very much of that it's flown through very quickly you know voted on 1:30 in the morning sort of you know rammed through these committees very quickly the kind um, of stuff you know, the there, republicans used to complain about when the democrats well, used right, to right now do the it. shoes on the other foot you know there was there are elements of the you remember the obamacare vote where all the republicans complained oh this has gone much too fast and there was oh we have I mean, to we don't you know, know we what's have to read the bill in order to know what's in it we had some of those quotes over the weekend too i think you had one of the senators saying well these sorts of bills you, you know you don't read them first before you vote on them you mm -hmm. vote on them then you read them that sort of thing and so there are elements of that so it's not a very pretty um artistic um process uh, so I think that's probably also contributing to some of the lack of faith and some of the, uh, you know, the, the negativity regarding this tax bill. Well, as this process goes on, we'll have to call upon you again for more art criticism. Tony Messia, <laughs> thanks so Good much for joining us on the Daily Standard podcast. Support for the Daily Standard podcast comes from Away Travel Luggage. Away Travel uses high-quality materials while offering a much lower price compared to other brands by cutting out the middleman and selling directly to you. Choose from a variety of colors and four sizes, the carry-on, the bigger carry-on, the medium, or the large. All the suitcases are made with premium German polycarbonate, unrivaled in strength and impact resistance and very lightweight. On the bottom of the bags come four 360-degree spinner wheels. On the top, a TSA-approved combination lock. My favorite feature is that the carry-ons are able to charge all cell phones, tablets, e-readers, and anything else that's powered by a USB cord. A single charge of the Away carry-on 
will charge your iPhone five times. There's a lifetime warranty. If anything breaks, Away Travel will fix or replace it for you for life. There's also a 100-day trial. Live with it. Travel with it. Instagram it. If at any point you decide it's not for you, return it for a full refund, no questions asked. And remember, the holidays are coming up. Away Travel bags and accessories make for the perfect gift with their lifetime guarantee and 100-day trial. So there's a perfect size and color for everyone on your list this holiday season. There's a special offer for listeners of the Daily Standard podcast. For $20 off a suitcase, visit awaytravel.com standard20 and use the promo code standard20 during checkout. That's it for the Daily Standard podcast. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Eric Felton. Catch you next time.